Good evening, Patriots. Today is Tuesday, February 22nd in the year 2022, and this is Fishers of Men. You know, it's an interesting night. There's a lot of God in the air tonight. Bit of a heavy heart in some ways, and yet a bit of a miraculous heart in the same breath. So I think tonight we're going to dig into a little bit of Nehemiah and talk about the wall. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com is truly one of the great companies of our time. Mike Lindell is not only a great CEO, he's a man of God, he carries Christ in his heart. A company that he's built around prayer and his duty to, to the Lord and the mission the Lord's put before him. And who would have ever thought that a pillow guy would be so reviled and so feared by the left, but that's exactly how God works. So it's a very proud thing always to promote my pillow. I'm going to give you a brief message here tonight. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is the Bards Nation landing page. Thanks to all you great patriots for the continued support of MyPillow. And your promo code is Bards, B-A-R-D-S, for some incredible savings across the entire site for great product and product that you know that every time you spend a dollar, it's in one way or another going to liberty. So here's a brief message from Mike Lindell. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and my pillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly onto you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my standard size my pillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size my pillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size regular $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to mypillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. That's MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. You can use that promo code anywhere on the MyPillow site, the MyStore site, and the FrankSpeech.com site. Also, The Founders Bible, TheFoundersBible.com. It's an NASB 1995 edition. It has our founding father's documents worked throughout the scripture. It's an amazing lesson in God's word and how our founding fathers used scripture as a living language. The NASB version, this NASB 1995 version of the Founders Bible is printed in the United States and it's of heirloom quality. So use your Bards code, B-A-R-D-S, for 20% off and an amazing Bible, one you want to keep in the family forever. And if you're a homeschooler, this is literally an entire year's lesson or more packed into one. Finally, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com is the home of the Bards Nation Coffee. It's a coffee I'm very proud to have our brand on. It's a coffee designed for our time, in part developed by Dr. Eric Naputi. The coffee is designed to not only enhance and boost up your immune system, but also to give you sustained energy across the entire day with a clear mental focus. It goes along with another series, other series of products that are part of a full health ecosystem. Those include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. A leaky gut is one of the primary issues of poor health in our country. We also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pinecone extract with high levels of vitamin C. We also have Earth, which is a full-body nutrient powder to boost your nutrient needs across the entire day. One scoop, mix it with water, drink it like a shake one, to one time a day. And finally, Pure 47, which is one of the most refined silver extracts currently on the market. It has the ability literally to isolate the many of the pathogens that enter into our body. It's one of those products that's a must-have in your cabinet to ensure good health in a time of this bio-war we're living in. So again, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com for all those products. Patriots, uh, I want to begin here very briefly this evening with a piece um, that I'm looking at. It was done actually earlier last week, but I think it's a good perspective on just what this whole movement has meant to the person on the ground in Canada. How about you, sir? Your, your thoughts and feelings on 
the convoy and what you're seeing today? I, I love that the truckers are kind of standing up for what I was feeling, and it's just about choice. Removal these mandates. I want my life back. I want my kids' lives back. I want uh, everybody to have, like they said, freedom. It's just freedom of choice. You want to get the, the shots, go ahead. But right now it's been very restrictive and uh, quite a game changer for everybody. Uh, I think it's very unfair because uh, I can't do any of these things because I don't want to inject something in my body. And I just, I don't want it. I don't feel I need it. And I think it's, <laughs> it's very frustrating the world we're in right now and where we are right now and what I even seen this weekend. Like I can't believe pepper spraying moms and stomping over grandmas and walkers with a horse and cops are on the internet uh, sla- uh, patting each other on the back. They're proud laughing about it. Too. Yeah. They're proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. Like <laughs> this isn't the Canada that I want my kids to grow up in or that I want to live in that like, it's so wrong. Like we need to fix this. And, uh, thankfully I think, and the trucker convoy helped kind of more of us get a voice and more of us uniting the unity that this convoy uh, has caused is, is, is unimaginable and it's been great. I've never seen so many Canadian flags, so much love. I never hugged so many strangers in my entire life. Everybody's so loving and open and giving and sharing. And it's right, it's just like that's the Canada that we had. What the happened, yeah. right? And the world is watching. Hopefully this is... Uh, may not have won this little battle here but uh, it was a significant step into hopefully winning the war we need to win this we want our Canada back I want my kids to have Canada back and your kids and your kids everybody we all want our countries back and Canada's speaking loud and clear on what it wants but we are celebrating what the truckers have started and now we also know that our truckers are on the move Heading out Call towards DC. And we do. It's moving across the nation. And Patriots, I'm going to tell you one of the things that the reasons they have done what they've done in Canada with these draconian measures is to keep people in a place of being afraid to donate money to future activities for fear of losing your accounts. Don't be afraid. Don't have fear. This is where we have to anchor in to trusting in God. But I think it's important to realize and to acknowledge that for where we are right now, there is a lot of weight on the shoulders of the few. I'm always reminded by the comment given by the Irish Prime Minister in 2019 in the visit to the White House with President Donald J. Trump. Never will so much be asked of so few by so many. Profound words and very prophetic words and where we are right now, because as this world is awakening, people are for the first time beginning to see the truth of the world in which they've lived in, a world that they truly, I think many thought was just idyllic and perfect. I had somebody ask me tonight um, earlier about a, a relative that they had that had decided to move to Canada who used to be a U.S. citizen. And the comment, the question was, how do you think that they're feeling? And this person's a liberal. And they had moved to Canada because they wanted to be around a liberal, socialist, Western country. And I would say that, you know, I, I can't speak for them, but I think that these world's the people had built these castles of cards that they had built up around these ideals are beginning to collapse. And initially you can expect in this process that there's going to be a lot of rejection and denial. And this is something that we will um, have to look at in, in we, as we move forward. And it's the, the whole concept of grieving, right? The, 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 the five, there's this five stages of grief, if you haven't heard this before, which starts out with denial, and then it goes to anger, and then it goes to bargaining, and then it goes to depression, and then it goes to acceptance. And we're going to be facing all of those. And in, our, in truth, I mean, Canada is still very much in the, in the place of, as a country, 
of standing strong. But I think what has happened here, there's, and I've, I've already encountered it, there is a measure of denial to realize that your nation just died. The United States has been in denial since November, 20, November 4th, 2020. We haven't accepted that total loss, that the nation was stolen from us, and we keep trying to be in denial rather than just accepting it and then moving on to the next phase. Acceptance is a very important piece here because if we don't have acceptance of where we are, then we try to build these fantasies and we live in, with rose-colored glasses and we don't face the truth. And part of our relationship with God is we have to come to God with a truthful heart. And, and we, we know that many times we're not going to. I mean, this is the process of the intimacy with Father. And we're going to sit down, and if you haven't done this, I'm assuming most have, you start with one idea and you're kind of like, well, this is what I'm feeling. And then as God kind of works on you, you're like, oh, that really wasn't it, was it? No, it wasn't. And it just kind of gets deeper in us and deeper in us until we rip across those layers of ego and defensiveness and all those layers of self-righteousness, and we tear it into the real core of what it is that we face. Well, right now, as a nation in Canada, I think there's a slow gripping reality that their country has been seized. It was taken over in seven days by some well-organized, well-placed tyrants, 180 plus of them that voted for it, plus their little hand puppet Cuban, little micro-Cuba Trudeau that has, have seized control of that nation and is now they're now manipulating the rules to protect their interests at the expense of the people. Remember, the World Economic Forum's principle is the benefit of the stakeholders, not the benefit of the investors. Very important economic principle to grasp here because the stakeholders are those who are in power. The investors are those who are sub subject to their power. We are the investors, so to speak, in our countries, and they are, they are the ones who have taken it. Now, you know, I just need to qualify this because I'll end up getting some email and it's like, you're always so negative about Canada. No, I'm not. And if anybody thinks that, you're not listening to the show. What I am is a realist to have us look at where we are. I have absolute confidence in what we as the people of our nations can do, especially if we as the people stay united and we as the people bridge across borders. And that is where it is so important for us to be able to continue to build the unity, to build the strength, not only amongst our fellow brethren in our nations, but to jump the borders. You know, if you really look at what's just happened in Canada, that this is so out of character for the deep state. And it's, it's the WEF, the World Economic Forum. It's the deep state, which is kind of a collective whole thing. It's a global cabal. It's the United Nations. It's these organized groups that believe in a centralized one world government. They have spent years tens, decades, and hundreds of years, in fact, developing and slowly moving a plan. Their biggest thing about accomplishing their goal is to do it slowly over time so that no one sees what's happening. It's an absolute perfect perfection in deception that they, they work on, and it's a principle that is done in such a way that when they as they do it, people don't recognize the change. And that's how they ultimately get control of the masses, is that as it slowly works within the world of, of transformation, people don't pay attention because it's a step here, it's a step there, it's a step here, it's a step there. And pretty soon where you arrive at is this place where the world has changed all around you and you didn't even realize that it's changed until it's too late. That's their general strategy. And it's very important to appreciate that and what just happened in Canada because what just happened in Canada is that they broke that strategy boldly. They leaped ahead and did so with a bold, bold attack to seize control of a government with a stroke of a pen and in so doing, they revealed themselves and who they are. Now, why would you do that? Because what had happened in Canada, and I've been, I spoke about this in the previous hour some, but what had happened in Canada is that they came together as a people and realized that all this that they've been told was a lie. And it's a sheer moment of panic when the elite suddenly realize that they're about ready to lose control of the entire zoo with one country. 
And on top of it, that spillage is falling into the United States. There's two countries that they truly fear. And it's the United States and Canada because we've always been the rebels. They, they, they have already subdued one of those countries, and that's Australia. And Australia, we pray for you, and we want you to stand up. We have to remember, these are the three former colonies. Australia used to be a prison colony. So Australia, get back to your roots, man. Get nasty. And Canada and the United States were frontier, kind of these frontier colonies. But we were all defiant. So they've, they've kind of, the, and New Zealand was a little bit part of that as well. But Australia more than any of the three. So Australia and Canada and the United States. And Australia has been to a large degree subdued. Canada and the United States remain the big prizes for them. If they can subdue us, they, they take the whole world. Well, Canada was the first to defy, and obviously. And that unity panicked them, and they launched forward. And I think it's worth reading here, as I started in the beginning, which is Nehemiah 4, beginning at 9. But we pray to our God, and because of them, we set up a guard against them, at them, against them day and night. Thus, in Judah, it was said, the strength of the burden bearers is failing. Yet there is much rubbish, and we ourselves are unable to rebuild the wall. Our enemies said, they will not know or see until we come among them, kill them, and put a stop to the, to the work. When the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times, they will come against you from every place where, where you may turn. Then I stationed men in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall, the exposed places, and I stationed the people in families with the swords, spears, and bows. When I saw their fear, I rose and spoke to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome, and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. See, that's where we are. The enemy has thought it had us because it went in amongst us. It embedded us deep within them, embedded themselves deep around us. They've tried to break our will. They started with November, they started with COVID, and they ran into a wall of resistance. And so they've kept pounding on that. And then they went to November 3rd and November 4th, where they stole an election blatantly in our face. And they thought that would break our will, but we didn't. We held. And then we went to January 6th, and they infiltrated, and they used all these methods to point the finger to try to break us again. It didn't work. And as we've kind of gone through those iterations of trying to figure out our election, and we try to figure out, trying to wait for hopefully President Trump to come back, and none of these things were happening, Canada then took the charge. And Canada took the charge and went forward with his truckers that united an entire nation. Now remember, Canada didn't have a Donald J. Trump to unite them. Canada just had its people and its truckers, no particular face, which makes Canada's movement more dangerous than what was happening here. Because here they can blame it on a man and they can demonize a man like they did, Donald J. Trump. And in demonizing a man, they demonized a whole following so they can identify a man and, and give him tags of evil tyrant and the various forms that that takes. And then by that virtue of that, it ripples down to where all the people are associated with red hat, MAGA, and evil. But Canada didn't have that. So Canada's movement has been devastating to the deep state because it's truly organic. The people didn't have a specific leader. They followed the trucks. And through the trucks, they found out something. That as a people... They were so, there was so much in common. Now, we have continued to grow that. It's not like we don't have that. But we now need our organic version of that without some leader in the, in the point. And I think if we reflect very deeply on our last year here in the United States, we should all be smiling because we have accomplished so much without somebody at the lead being a cheerleader. And we have stayed strong together. And in fact, I would argue that our faith has gotten deeper than ever before. So if anything, God's giving the world and us a huge gift because it's, it's 
lighting off another nation. None of this is a competition, and we have to keep that in mind. It's not about who's on the finish line first. It's about all of us walking together to the victory line. So, and this has been an ebb and flow. And what's been happening in Europe and what's been happening in, in Australia, very isolated and difficult to connect with, even though right now the entire world is upheavaled. There we have demonstrations throughout Europe, demonstrations in Australia. They had like 1.5 million at a rally last week. That's when they used all that LRAD and at active denial systems to burn people and cause them headaches. I mean, it's nastiness that the deep state's doing. But the people just still move on. They're still pushing forward. And it's causing a tremendous groundswell and pressure on the deep state. But they're doing it because they're not afraid. And we are, and it's just something just to keep pushing forward in this spirit truly of understanding that the enemy considered that they had us just like they had thought in Nehemiah 4.11, that they were amongst us, that they would come at any time to kill us. And we've proven otherwise. So continuing, when our enemies heard that it was, not, it was known to us and that God had frustrated their plans, this is a huge piece right there. I'm going to stop there. Because in Nehemiah, they didn't say we the people frustrated their plans. It was God that frustrated their plans. I have said this for months, if not over a year, that we have to continue to praise God for these great moments. They are not our moments. The trucker movement was a movement. God worked through them. The victories in Canada are God's victories. And while it's nice to say, you know, the Canadians have been the means which the world's eyes have been opened, it has been, we have to be very careful on treading, on trying to take ownership of something that God has done for us and through us. And so I constantly encourage this to make sure that we praise God for all this and put God first for this is the Lord's war. And we are his soldiers in this war. And it is necessary, it is dutiful for us to, to praise God in these victories. God doesn't, God, in my opinion, isn't going to care whether it's Canada or whether it's the United States or Australia. What he wants to see is his children coming together like a good tribe and standing to this evil and in the process uniting all the tribes to stand to this evil. And so we continue. And so starting over at, at 4:15 when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God was frustrated that God had frustrated their plan then all of us returned to the wall each one to his work from that day on half of my servants carried on the work while half of them held spears the shields the bows and the breastplates and the captains were behind them the whole house of Judah those who were rebuilding the wall and those who carried burdens took their load with one hand doing the work and the other holding a weapon. As for the builders, each wore his sword girded at his side as he built. While the trumpeter stood near me, I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive, and we are separated on the wall far from one another. At whatever place you hear the sound of the trumpet, Rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. David says the same thing. It is um, Gideon looks at the same thing. Joshua, the same thing. Our God will fight for us. And so I put a challenge to everybody. Are we saying that? Are we truly saying our God will fight for us? Or are we saying we will fight? We will stand. Because patriots, we can't win this by ourselves. And if there's one great presence in Canada that should be there for everybody to see, it's that God was there. God was there with the truckers. God was there with the people. The strength of each person was bolstered up with God's presence. A woman trampled by a horse is now saying from her hospital bed, hold the line. In spite of the threats and the fear, because many people have never had to be put in jail, there's an unknown when you go into the system owned by them. It's tyrannical. What is going to happen to you? These people are holding strong. They're not bowing. They're not breaking. 
We have to put God first in all of this. This is God's fight. We're his soldiers. And if we aren't proclaiming that each and every day, we aren't proclaiming that on the line of these, of these moments of resistance, if we're not proclaiming this over our truckers, we're not going to accomplish what we need. We have an opportunity right now that God is giving us. It's phenomenal. He's letting us see all the scales from our eyes. He's letting us see clearly what the enemy is about. In one snapshot this last week, seven days, we have seen a nation go from what is literally was considered one of the most pristine demographic, demographic, I can't even speak, democratic nations in the world, Canada, which was this kind of hybrid socialist capitalist nation. That was the perception to in seven days being a complete tyranny run by one man, Justin Trudeau, in a stroke of a pen and the, and the use of banker cartels and the implementation of Stasi-type tactics on the streets. That's coming to a station near you. And God's telling us something the whole time. He's giving us the gift of sight because Canada's not bowing. And we never heard Canada bow. They're standing strong. They're united. They're threatening to take bank accounts, and they're still working together. They threaten to arrest them, and they start another blockade. You see, that's unity. That's God in the hearts of spirit of fearlessness right there. So as we sit here and we are having this tendency to do this in the United States right now, we have this tendency to sit and wait for someone to do it for us. We did it with Trump. I'm going to give President Trump a lot of grace here because this is something that I, I was really reflecting on very hard today. And I, and I have been very critical of his use of his signing, as you know, and I'm still going to be critical of that, of the signing of the EO of, of September 19th, 2019, which authorized the rapid development of vaccines. That's something that has to be dealt with. But I want to put something in perspective tonight, and it goes back to this statement. Our God will fight for us. Patriots, as a country, we didn't do our job for Trump. He did his job for us, but we didn't do it for him. And it's not that we didn't get out on the streets. It's that we kept worshiping him. We as a nation didn't stop and pray for the man. We as a nation didn't take full prayer days to say we're going to pray for our president. Instead, what we did is we waited for him to tell us we were going to have a day of prayer. And he did. We didn't do our job to put the credit is this nation as this is God's fight. Instead, we did things like God anointed Trump. That's a misdirection. And I've said this a long time, and boy, did I catch some flack for it. People are like, you're wrong. Trump was anointed by God. It's like, no, God's using him. But we have a much different mission here. Our mission is to give our total allegiance to Father. And so in this very critical moment right now, we as a nation have to completely reflect where we are going to place our loyalties. Are we placing our loyalties on things like Truth Social or President Trump or some other white hat operation, which seems to be a recurring theme here that's keeping us idle? And if you think about it, that's that's really, that's father working right there. Because he's causing this, he's allowing this cycle to go around and around and around. And unfortunately with that, there often comes a very brutal lesson. And I hope it doesn't come, but I'm telling you, we have to wake up. We have to stand up. We have got to get right with Christ. And through Christ, we have to get aligned with Father. And we have to give credit due for this fight of where, it's, where it is, deserves to be. We have a long ago walked away from God in this nation. Long ago. Our nation was constructed with God on the throne. And it didn't take long before God on the throne became government on the throne and then became what I need for myself. Right now, we're in a reset. Canada got moved to a place where it had nothing else to lose. It's another discussion I had today. Someone's like, I can't believe these truckers sacrificed everything. And I'm like, that should be something you should celebrate. 
Because what has happened there is they prioritize their lives in such a way to say, you can take away everything in my life. You can take away my means of earning an income. You can freeze my accounts. And I still will defy and I will not stop. That's true meaning of liberty. Patriots, we need to resurrect that here in this country. We have to get back to having the confidence of building the wall with our hand on our sword. We have to get back to the place where we are not afraid and we have to remember that the Lord is great and awesome. And we have to stand strong as brothers and sisters in this fight and that we're fighting for our wives and our houses and our families because if we don't, we're going to lose it. There is too much of this concept that because we have Christ in our heart, it's all going to be okay. In the end, to a degree, yes, but it doesn't mean that the walk has to be as brutal. If we're making the right choice to stand with God, give our humility to God, walk with God, give credit to God, make sure this is God's fight that we're fighting, that's a whole different process than I believe in Christ, and oh, by the way, I'm doing a great job fighting the deep state by myself. That's not the same. This time in this place, I truly feel, is a time when God is giving us all an opportunity to come together, to break bread, to speak truths to one another, to heal the wounds, to bridge the impossible gaps, to start waking up to realize that we don't have to be fighting with the sword of steel, but if we truly fight with the sword of the Spirit, words are life and death. How we treat one another, how we approach this tyranny. Canada, to the very end, was telling the cops they were loving them. That's tough. Even after they trampled on an old woman with a horse, even after they beat them with sticks, Canada was asking them, what are they doing? We love you. Patriots, God was giving us a gift. And I truly mean this. It's a gift to for all of us to see and to emulate. And it doesn't, it's not a competition. And I say that because in the American psych, we really t- try to always think about, well, yeah, yeah, they'd be, we can do it better. This has nothing to do with that. This has to do with listening. This has to do with listening to what God is showing us. This has to do with us being so humble that God shows us something and we'll say, yes, God, we will come to that line and we will do it as they did it and we will do it strong. See, the world has an opportunity right now. And here's the other kicker of this. What the deep state knows and what this global cabal knows is if they can keep us in this country distracted and they can take us down, it doesn't matter what Canada does because they can crush the rest of the world with the complex of evil that we have built here. What we have to come to grips with is we've not been that holy land of happiness and freedom. We have been the engine of terror for most of the world. And though we have amazing people, and we do, we have an amazing country, our government has turned against us long ago. The military-industrial complex has been selling war as a business, and Wall Street's been investing in the war as business for years. People have been making retirement accounts on the principle of, of waging war and killing people. I'm sorry, but that's blood money at the expense of God's children. And we've been inculcated with this principle that we always have to fight with guns. I think God's turned the tables on us a little bit on purpose. He's not saying don't have them. He's saying don't worship them. Don't crutch on them. Choose the sword of the Spirit first. Watch Canada. Now stand up, my children, and be great as you are as children of God. We are a great country. Canada is a great country. And we're brethren. 
We're of the same origins. We're cut of the same cloth. We have our quirks, each of us. They can't live without hockey. We've learned to live without football. But we love our countries. We also love each other. If you put us all in the same room, I can tell you we all get along. And right now, that mild little country up north is showing the superpower down down south another way to fight. And we need to open our eyes. And we need to hear what is being shown because God's working through them. It so happened that at the time and the place when this started, they were ready to hear and ready to listen. And they did. But they need assistance. They need to know that they've got a partner down south that is going to stand with as many people or more to do what they've done, to defy. We have to support them in their operations because though they may be on point right now, if you've ever walked point on a mission, I'm going to tell you, it wears you out. The strength of the burden bearers can fail but not if you have strength behind you to stand. Not if you know that your neighbor down south has got your six. Right now, we need to spread that word. Yeah, my opinion, but more than my opinion. Because our opportunity right now is we have the deep state in a bad place. They've shown their true hand. If you don't think they're going to try to cover this up fast, you're wrong. And we need to be reaching out to every single person that we can. Every country needs to be standing up. This has to be the asymmetric counterpunch that comes from every single angle that binds them up. They can't move product. They can't get things done. They can't get their mission done. And that goes from everyone from the lineman that's installing the 5G towers to the guy that's delivering goods to the person buying stuff in the store. We have to stop playing their game. We have to get back to building our wall because our wall is God's wall. It isn't their wall. Every time we participate in their system, we put another brick in their wall. And what Canada has shown us is that when you don't do that, oh, they get angry. Okay, no big deal. Canadians are still laughing at them. And that's the spirit. So while Canada now has been kind of bumped a little bit, would be a word, a little bit of denial, a little bit of anger, a little bit of bargaining, a little bit of depression going on, they're moving through it pretty doggone fast because they're going to the place of acceptance. And when you take the spirit of liberty and you match it with the power of acceptance, you literally putting gas on flames. So here in the United States, we might want to get busy just accepting a simple fact. The election was stolen on November 4th. The insurgency took hold on November 6th as they persecuted God-fearing, American-loving patriots. They've kept us busy for the last year with COVID and the shots try to divide us in every possible way they could. Canada should have reignited that flame and that passion for liberty because now we have to get busy. We need to unite strongly in this nation. We need to get busy building the wall and girding our sword on our hip because they're coming. And Canada was a road bump on their way, but Canada's holding the line, but they're not going to hold it forever. Time to buckle up. We've got a big storm ahead of us. God is with us, but we better start listening and giving credit to the one who deserves the credit. Not me, not you, but the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, In this time when there is so much going on, so many distractions, 
to take us away from the focal point of where these true wars are and true fights are. We are blessed by all that has transpired in Canada to remind us of that other way to fight. It's not always with the sword of of steel, but the sword of the spirit is so much mightier. We're blessed for the gift that we've been given to witness our brethren stand strong. And now, Lord, what we pray for is the awakening of hearts in our own nation. As the world is standing up, let us have that same fire here in this country. Lord, we we have a strong and powerful remnant here. Give us the opportunities to touch these people. We humble ourselves before you, Lord, and we honestly say that we will take and bear the burdens of this nation on our shoulders. The sins of this nation we will gladly carry. But, Lord, we also pray for mercy, and we pray for awakening, a mercy of this nation to forgive us and to allow us to heal and more than heal, to awaken to the fire of righteousness in our bodies and our souls and our hearts, to stand boldly now as one people, not a divided and conquered people, but one people, all seeking one thing, our love for you, Father. Let us restore you to the throne of this nation and to the throne of all nations. Fire us up, Lord. Light us up, Lord. Let us bring us to our feet. Let us speak the truths that will shake the dark hearts. Let us break bread to heal the wounds. Let us stand together as one brethren, united in a fight against one of the darkest evils known to man. And let us remind all in the world that when two countries dissolve their borders and unite under the banner of Christ, that literally nothing can stop what's coming. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So patriots, each and every one of us has a huge responsibility before us. We need to activate people. We need to get them awake and off the couch, metaphorically speaking. We need to get people engaged, understanding what's at stake. This isn't just a trucker's rally. This is the fate of humanity. And as hard as that is to get some people to believe it, trust in the Lord and let him guide you because he will show you ways to reveal the truths, even to those that walk in the shadows or with a dark heart. This is a beautiful time to fight and to fight in the way that Christ would be proud. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. Our prayers right now, patriots, are our connection to that rock of faith and our bridge into the intimacy we have with Father. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. We simply have to trust in him and listen to him. And yes, he's going to win. But we have a mission to complete. For we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee, 1 p.m. Pacific. Until then, or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
Something to find. 